is Thursday, and we are live. Look out. It's like I'm running with scissors now. Hey, the Tommy C Show is brought to you by Truth Verify. For all of those who consider themselves a source of truth and who fight daily against the prolific disinformation campaign propagated by social and traditional media sources, Truth Verified is a brand that is bound by nothing but intellectual honesty, absent any political, social, or geographical biases or discriminations. Thank you for supporting the Tommy C Show through the purchase of Truth Verified merchandise at www.therealtommyc.com forward slash merchandise. The truth is strong and the power is local. Hey, it is Thursday, March 25th, 2021. Thank you for tuning into the Tommy C Show, the podcast that's become a popular resource for patriotic truth and action. The podcast that is being recorded live tonight. Yes, the podcast that is raising up three feet. Did you watch Biden today? We're raising everything up by three feet because of global warming. <laughs> that's for another show. Hey, we are broadcasting on Riverside FM. And I am really stoked for this. If this uh, goes well and is well received, uh, I will expand the live broadcasts. I do have some plans for that already that I'll talk about a little bit later on the show. But this is my 100th recorded podcast. Uh, the first 50 or so when I started early last year was uh, the Federalist Forum. Uh, and I think it was the first 54 to be exact. And, and then I rebranded uh, late last year to the Tommy C. Show. And that's where we're at today. In January, I began recording video of the podcast and now the, the next evolution is some live recordings and some real-time listener interaction so uh, really stoked and excited uh, for all of that uh, thank you to those who are tuning in live for those catching the recording of this later on if, if you're watching me on youtube please hit the thumbs up button and subscribe likewise hit that rumble button and subscribe if you're watching on rumble if you're listening on Apple and would subscribe and leave me a positive review, I will also be very, very appreciative. You can support the show through PayPal, Venmo, or Cash App by going to therealtommyc.com forward slash contribute or through the purchase of Truth Verified merchandise at therealtommyc.com. Hey, in fact, for those listening or watching live right now, you can use the code LIVETOMMY, it's L-I-V-E-T-O-M-M-Y, until midnight tonight, so for the next four hours at the so at, uh my store to uh, save 25% off anything at all in uh, the Truth Verified store. So anything you like, 25% off, use the code LIVETOMMY at checkout tonight. Uh, so I'm really, uh, you know, I'm super stoked uh, about uh, the essay contest that I had put out for everybody to, uh, or anybody to contribute that they wanted to. Basically, I was looking for Submissions on who you believe influential uh, Americans are. Or maybe it could be an individual, it could be a movement, it could be a, a number of different things. And i got to tell you, the, the responses that I got back really blew me away. I, I thought that uh, it, was, it was pretty incredible. i I, I got to tell you, I, I did not expect really a single one of the ones that I got. I, I wouldn't have thought off the top of my head, but as I read them, each and every one of them were were pretty fabulous. It made it really hard to pick more than five. In my uh, original commitment, I said that I'd pick five if I read, you know, one of yours was one of the five I read tonight on the show, that uh, I would uh, send you off one of these uh, Truth Verified uh, travel mugs. 
and uh, I have to be mindful of water. It's only water, I swear. But it's uh, it's a cool little sturdy travel mug. I really like it. So, but you know what? It was really hard to pick just five. It, it was even hard to narrow it down to the several that I'm gonna read. So. Uh, I'm going to give away more than five mugs because if I read uh, your submission here tonight, I, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, ship you off one of these mugs. They're cool little mugs and, and the, the submissions were great. I'm going to get right into them. The first one I want to read came from uh, Brian in Oklahoma. And he write, uh, he wrote, a Missourian native, radio broadcaster of extraordinary excellence, caretaker and beacon of modern American conservatism, multi-industry pioneer, philanthropist, and patriot citizen. Everyone probably knows just by that who he's discussing. Uh, Rush Hudson Limbaugh III became the remarkable success story uh, that many within his local circle of friends and family did not see see coming. Through passion, hard work, and unshakable self-belief, Rush catapulted over expectations and cynical naysayers to host a nationally syndicated radio uh, of unprecedented reach. And that is so true for so many decades. Brian goes on, Russia's influence didn't stop with the millions that he attracted to his radio audience. His outreach into television and print uh, brought in millions more eager to consume the entertaining and enlightening education of advanced conservative studies. He was sought out frequently by aspiring politicians and world leaders alike. The impact of Russia's Efforts, public and private, will resonate for years to come. Very well said, Brian. Couldn't agree more. It was a really good submission, and that's very true. I think Rush, it was announced uh, this week uh, by his brand, uh, really his host, that they're going to continue uh, to keep his show on the air long term, uh, in addition to guest hosts uh, replaying some of Rush's stuff. I think that's so important for all of us, such a win for all of us. Number one, I mean, it, it's definitely, it, it helps heal the wound a little bit but it keeps that voice forward because he really is the first one to make patriotism cool in, in this uh, arena if you will uh, that was a great submission brian so thanks again for sending that uh, in and i will be reaching out to you to ship off one of these cool little mugs hey the next submission i've picked comes from thoughtful otter in idaho this was a really cool one too and never would have saw this coming with only $1,200 on a garage, Fred Bear and his business partner founded Bear Archery in 1933, which is still a very successful and competitive company. Uh, Fred not only pioneered the sport, but he helped foster the love of bow hunting for millions of Americans who enjoy archery in the great outdoors. Even though Fred was naturally right-handed, he shot as a lefty because a farm accident took part of uh, a finger on his right hand. It didn't stop him from becoming a successful bow hunter and getting inducted into the Archery Hall of Fame. Old Papa Bear may be gone, but his spirit lives on in that gentle breeze across my cheek as I come to full draw, and that carries my arrow to its mark. It was a really cool piece of writing, for one, the way that was stated. But, yeah, I mean, you think of how he really pioneered bow hunting. Uh, that's pretty... Steve, it's cool. I like these cultural submissions like this, not just, you know, write to a politician or something of that. So very, very cool. And this next one comes from Gadsden in Oregon. He said three came to mind. James Madison, father of the Constitution, Abraham Lincoln, father of the Republican Party, and William F. Buckley Jr., father of the modern conservative movement. And he says, I'll choose Buckley. He was well-educated, well-read, eloquent, a great thinker, and a great writer. 
Founder of National Review and host of Firing Line for decades, Buckley went out of his way to bring people together that disagreed ideologically. He hosted many debates with great, great liberal thinkers. He was always civil and had a sense of humor. He inspired and tutored many of the best conservative writers and thinkers we have today. And his legacy to the conservative movement today is immeasurable. His logic and vocabulary was implacable. Hey, that was uh, a really good piece of writing. Yeah, we got a deal, Gadsden. Don't worry. I got, I got you. Uh, Gadsden insisted that even if I did select his, which there was no way I could not select that one. Buckley's a great choice. He, he didn't want any uh, you know, credit for this. But I'm going to, if you really don't want that mug, I'm going to ship it off uh, to my uh, actual local school board. So uh, as a jab and uh, a welcome. Uh, to the new members. <laughs> this next one, this was really awesome too. Uh, this came from uh, Sarah in California. And she's got John Deere here. Uh, John Deere lived from 1804 to 1886. John Deere was a blacksmith that revolutionized and transformed agriculture with his invention of the modern steel plow. Deere, a blacksmith by trade, moved west to the small prairie community of Grand Detour, Illinois in 1837 where he opened shop. It became apparent that the hard clay soil of this virgin land was a great challenge to the traditional iron plow. So through trial and error, Deere created what is recognized and one of the greatest inventions in the advancement of agriculture across not only the United States, but worldwide, the modern steel plow. With this plow, land never thought to be farmable became productive and fruitful for millions of acres of the Great West and made the Homestead Act requirements achievable. That last statement was really is really cool too because the Homestead Act was was massive in the United States as we did expand west and try to make uh, opportunities for everyday settlers that were heading west, and that includes many slaves, uh, former slaves, uh, were granted uh, rights in the Homestead Acts as well. And it's really cool submission uh, about John Deere. Uh, got one here uh, from Ryan in Wisconsin. It says Desmond Doss may not have the name recognition nor historical presence that would constitute consideration for being named an influential American, but its principles and actions suggest he is. Doss was classified as a conscientious objector during his time in the military, yet he did not let this stop him from heading to the front lines after the bombing of Pearl Harbor. He was pressured time and time again to pick up a rifle and complete rifle training, and he refused to do so. But during the battle to capture Okinawa, Doss, unarmed, saved at least 75 men in battle. It was Doss's bravery that day in saving those men that influenced 75 families for generations. Without Doss, their bloodlines would have ended at that one day in Okinawa. It's remarkably profound and really uh, a cool choice. You know, and I, I read that as somebody you know, that has, has served in the military and you have a hard time getting past that initial piece of the, the conscientious objector piece and not picking up a rifle. And, um, but, you know, any, anybody that's going to go into combat, period, and somebody that's going to, you know, in, in World War II like that and somehow manage to get themselves out of there alive, let alone you know, 75 other people, is pretty amazing. It was a very, very cool submission. So thank you for that one, Ryan. I'm talking here. Oh, it's getting dry. 
And this next one I have is from Megan, North Carolina. And this one you have to visually see in order to appreciate it. So I'm going to read it uh, and, and see if it's okay if I put this up on my website um, at another point. Because I think this is just pretty amazing. Um, actually, you know what? I learned today when we experimented here that I could share the screen. So let me see about doing that. Then you then you can see it. I'm just going to read it to you anyway then. But All right. So in the style of poetry, Meg wrote, Black race, white race, yellow race, tight race. Why I love Ayn Rand, rational American, timeless truth in 125 words. Impressive. Says the smallest minority on earth is the individual. Those who deny individual rights cannot claim to be defenders of minorities. Ayn Rand. Black race, white race, yellow race, tight race. True face, true gay face, brilliant face, pray face, pray face. This one is a little tart. This one cut a live shot fart. Nice. So who cares if they're white? They are not smart. Yes, some have brains and some are brain dead. Some can think, some just spread. Oof. Some cause offense, some have sense, and some are really, really dense. Why are they dense, have sense, cause offense? I know why, and red made sense. All are one, but one isn't all. Collectivism makes great people, makes great people small. Skin over mind, instead of reverse, collectivism is simply the worst. So that was pretty cool. Uh, I have to say it was super creative and really, really well done. Um, it's one of the most impressive pieces of short writing I have seen. So very well done there. Thank you all of you so far for your, your submissions. These are I got to tell you when I get the emails and I'm opening these you know these up and reading them, I'm just it's cool. It was really, really cool. I want from Joe, and uh, I don't uh, I don't know exactly where Joe is, but I'll be reaching out on email to you, Joe, to get your information so I can send a mug. Joe said, America has had countless influential people in its short but remarkable history, and being asked to choose one is quite a daunting task. For that reason, I decided to write about someone who had a personal impact on me. Fred Rogers was a kind, soft-spoken man that had an indelible impact on the moral compass of countless Americans. He, more than any other TV personality, uh, taught an entire generation of Americans to be caring, generous, and decent human beings. Mr. Rogers is one of a very small number of people throughout history that came close to living life the way, the way Christ taught us. He knew the power that television held and did all he could to use it for good. God bless him. That was an amazing uh, submission, Joe. Amazing entry. I really appreciate you sending that. It was very well said, and there will be a mug coming out to you as well. Heather in Kansas wrote, Immortalizing a Kansan Capitals mural, abolitionist John Brown clutches a Bible in one hand and a Beecher's Bible in the other, intent on freeing men and America from the moral stain of slavery. Brown migrated to Kansas prior to the Civil War. He left Kansas bleeding but free. Ultimately, Brown was captured and executed as an insurrectionist by Marines under the direction of General Robert E. Lee. 
We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Brown lived and died by those words. His dedication helped us live up to the promise of our founding fathers. Very cool submission. And I was able to say all that without just, you know, the thing. <laughs> so, um, very cool. Okay, so I chose like seven or eight instead of five. Well, it, it was way too, uh, way too hard to just pick five. It was hard to get down, you know, to what I did. Um, I thought I'd add one myself, even though I offer thousands of words to all of you every week. Uh, but I thought it was only fair, uh, and I did stay within 125 words. Exact, actually, it's exactly 125 words. I chose the Anti-Federalists. The Anti-Federalists included small farmers and landowners, shopkeepers and laborers, who favored strong state governments, a weak central government, the direct election of government officials, short-term limits for officeholders, and the strengthening of individual liberties. By way of their speeches and articles that sought to contest the Federalists, the Anti-Federalists brought to light several issues, including the excessive power of the national government at the expense of the state governments, the disguised monarch, or, you know, monarchic uh, powers of the president, fears that Congress might seize too many powers under the necessary and proper clause, and their most successful argument against the adoption of the Constitution at the time was the lack of a Bill of Rights to protect individual liberties. The rights we enjoy today were secured by the Anti-Federalists. Uh, so that was, that was my contribution to this uh, little contest. And I, I thought that one was apropos as we have talked so much about state rights and how important they are uh, in a convention of the states. Uh, so I wanted to throw that one in there. But all the essays that I wrote and, and all of the ones that were, you know, were sent to me, um, yeah, I've, I've read every single one. And I just want to you know, take time again to say thank you very much. I appreciate uh, you submitting those, taking the time to put that together and send it to me to, to spend time with your thoughts introspectively and pick some really, really cool um, people. And, and, and it just was amazing to read those. So I appreciate that very, very much. And I will be in touch with each of those that I read uh, separately to make sure I can confirm the right shipping information. And we will be getting uh, one of those uh, these stainless steel truth verified mugs out to you. So, hey, uh, what else is in, you know, in the news? So Biden's press conference today was an absolute mess. Uh, some of you joined me earlier when we were just testing this platform uh, briefly you know, while his press conference was on. And it's horrible. And as I've seen clips of it since then uh, that are being broadcast on various news outlets, I'm picking up more of how insane it all was, yeah, how... The number of times that he's looking down at his notes and reading, obviously, but you can just tell that he's reading notes. I mean, it was so there was no personality. This is the, this is our world leaders, our, our our adversaries, even our allies are looking on, going, "This is the most powerful nation in the world right here. This is what's representing them. This this joke, this gingerbread cookie that needs to go take a nap. It it was terrible." And then you've got his vice president, uh, you know, getting together with Bill Clinton to host an, an event to empower women. 
how it's is there nobody else among Democrats who is not a sexual predator that that they couldn't get to to do this? I mean, Clinton's zipper is more open than our border for crying out loud. It's 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 freaking terrible. The only reason he wears underwear is to keep his ankles warm. I can do this all night, <laughs> but it, it's terrible. You know, I I don't understand where they're strategies and some I mean, of they're taking abuse from the left too for doing it i don't i have to believe that hillary's behind it and because hillary hasn't been able to be relevant for a while right trump's out of office now and she doesn't want to step up and knock joe around it's not the right time so hillary's she's losing her mind right now because there's no light on her at all in any way she can't be doing this i'm not president right now because of trump stuff and she she's she got nowhere to go and trump's not online you know taking shots at her either so she's just she's this batty old woman i guarantee you she got out there somehow and said we got to find a way to get our name back out here we got to do something you go ahead and go out there and, and look like the idiot pervert yar because you know we need to get our name back out there but i really hillary's got to be behind it if you think about it i just she hasn't had any airtime. So let's let's throw Bill out there on stage to try to talk about empowering women. What a horrible thing. You know, all these presidents have presidential libraries, John F. Kennedy and Nixon and Carter and Reagan. Bill Clinton's got an adult bookstore. That's just really, really, really crazy. I tell you, children at the border. Uh, I, I don't, uh, you're listening to Biden talk about this today too. And when you listen to even members of Obama's cabinet several years ago who have come out and talked to this, the situation at the border is worse than it's ever been worse than it's ever been right now. And in the number of children that are just basically being, you know, Throwing on buses and putting hotel rooms and giving on you know putting on planes. I talked about this you know a little bit earlier, and I've talked about it in the past. There are fifteen hundred kids that are still missing from time during the Obama administration with his policy. Fifteen hundred kids where they would take these kids and they would basically assign them to whether it was a parent or a guardian or or a sponsor or whomever it was, and they would never follow up. And then when they went to do inventory on these kids or try to account for them, they can't account for 1,500 of them. There's more than, there's more than 1,400 kids still missing from the last time that this, uh, this kooky old bastard was in office with his buddy. But it's sad to see out there the problems that this is going to lead to for so much time to come. And I feel bad for Texas. You know, the southern, all of the southern states. The Texas has by far got, you know, the largest border to try to defend down there. And it's not, the Texas doesn't have the passion to, because they take the gloves off of them and, and they're fine, you know, <laughs> riding on that southern border and, and protecting it and taking care of it. But it's the federal piece that's the problem. And, it's just, it's awful. It's absolutely awful what is happening. And I, I think the stress that's going to be
be on all of our systems because of this, but more than anything, and after Biden's podcast, or podcast, sorry, after, after Biden's press conference today, we are so vulnerable right now. And I say that not to, to be scaring everybody, uh, but you should be. You should have some fear because that should make you edgy and a little paranoid. And that see something, say something, boy, that goes for everything right now. And I'm not just talking about looking out for kooky people that may be running around with scary assault rifles and body armor. I'm talking about people that don't look like they belong anywhere that are casing places. Uh, Counter-surveillance, really, is what it is. And just briefly, you know, if you put yourself in the position, if you, you know, if you're looking at something that might be a target, if you were looking to target it, where would you be? What would you be looking at? And then you as a person looking in those places, you know, that's kind of what, what counter-surveillance really is. Uh, in a very simplified format, but everybody's going to have to get their minds into that that place and a frame of mind. We're all going to have to be looking out because this country is very vulnerable right now. Um, with all of the distractions that are happening, with the clear lack of leadership, uh, we're going to be in a lot of trouble if not for we the people. So we're going to have to step up, and I, you know, as I've talked in other episodes about stepping up civically and understanding. Our constitutions, our laws, our state constitutions and state laws and understanding what our state legislatures are doing, we're also going to physically have to be alert now. And this is not just your standard, well, I carry everywhere I go and, you know, if a bad guy jumps out, I'm going to take care of it. Well, good. I hope that those who are trained appropriately and comfortable doing that and legally can carry are doing that. But on a bigger and broader level, We've got to be looking bigger than that right now. We've got to be looking wider than that because I think we're going to get hit really hard with a gut punch somewhere. Uh, we're just too vulnerable right now. And I hate, I hate saying that, but my gut is there. And I, I, it's not going to be pretty when we do. Oh, okay. Hey, thank you to those who tuned in to watch this and, and are interacting in the chat. I, I, Hope you like it. You know, let me know what you think. And, uh, you know, if you like this forum, I don't think I'm going to have any technical difficulties getting the recording up, uh, the files saved from Riverside, and then working them through the uh, Adobe program I use and then and getting them onto YouTube uh, and all the podcast platforms. So my plan is, my plan is to do the Sunday morning shows, uh, the Coffee with Tom episodes of the Tommy C Show, also live. And it was really frustrating this past Sunday because I did that show, and for whatever reason, uh, both Rumble and YouTube, it took me uh, like 12 hours to get video loaded up. Now, I'm using a newer laptop. It's a Dell. It's, it's a decent piece of equipment, and I've got a good internet connection. It was just, uh, it was a mess. So, and I think that Sunday morning show, there's a reason why I do it early in the mornings on Sunday and have the coffee and want to crack the jokes and, and the share the funny stories. And that's so that we can all start that, uh, that's our Sundays off that way with a laugh and, and having, you know, waking up together and enjoying it. So it doesn't, it kind of defeats the purpose if I can't load the video up until the evening when everybody's you know, getting ready for Monday and that, that buzz of the weekends wore off. So we're going to do Coffee with Tom live, 9 a.m. Central, um, on Sunday mornings. So right now, 
you know, my plan is to be doing live shows every Thursday and Sunday, Thursday evenings at the same time, 8 p.m. Central, and Coffee with Tom Sunday uh, mornings at 9 a.m. live with me, again, Central time. Uh, and I think that, uh, you know, my goal here is I get into April. I've got some things that are important to me I've got to take care of, but as we get into April, I'm going to go to five days a week on my podcast, which will be Sunday through Thursday then. The Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday episodes uh, will be recorded at some point in the day or early evening and then uploaded the way I've done in the past. But Thursdays and Sundays will be live at this point in time so we can interact. I'm already uh, working on a few interviews that I think will be very cool. I have some guests on the show. There's call-in features. I'm not going to do that tonight at all, but there's call-in features so those that are in the audience watching and listening hit call in if they if they choose uh, on episodes so I, we're gonna have some fun with this and really take the show to a place where it's not just me uh, sharing my opinions and my commentary but the interaction is important to me and i say that because in it being my 100th podcast the reason i've kept doing this is because it's been so well received by so many people and i've had such great support uh, from so many people on so many different levels uh, just the kind words, the sharing of my podcast. It, it takes quite a bit to do this. And those that have done something similar for a while can understand that. There's you know, hours and hours of prep that go into, into every episode for a couple of reasons. For me, anyway, it's that way. Well, I feel like I can be pretty spontaneous and improv and quick to the point in a conversation that's just comes out of nowhere. I really like to make sure that I have good substance behind what I'm sharing when we start talking about historical information and when I get into sharing information about, uh, you know, the Federalist Papers and the Anti-Federalist Papers and the Constitution and Common Sense and the pamphlets and all, all the other things. I like to make sure I have those right. And when I'm sharing an opinion based upon a current policy and I want to tie that into, you know, history, I want to make sure that I've really done my homework a second, third, fourth time. So that what you're getting from me is not just uh, rhetoric, that you can rely on the information you're, you're getting is, is valuable uh, and also original and unique. I don't want to be somebody that just gets on here and, and vents about, you know, what's wrong with politics in our country because anybody can do that. I actually had uh, a comment I just saw on, a, on one of my YouTube videos a little bit earlier. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, I got an email from somebody that had watched one of the YouTube videos. And so they were really impressed with how I had uh, offered historical context and information that nobody else she watches had done that. And it's that, it's a simple email like that that I get, or every now and then a review, or so it just, it makes it all worth it. It makes me keep doing it. Uh, and want to do it more and more. I have a passion around this, and I love this. I love this country. I, I love what it stands for. I have got a long family history of, of military service before I served myself as well, and there was a reason for that. It's just it's in some you know some generations, some families, it's in the blood, and, and that doesn't always mean that somebody had service either. It's just patriotism out there. There are people that have bloodlines that go back um, to the 1600s in this country. I do, and it's it's just a pride of having that information and feeling like if I've got information that can inform or help somebody, 
then it's my duty, it's my civic duty to share that. And I want to. So, hey, thank you. I'm just kind of getting into the comments here right now. Uh, thank you so much for those of you that have commented in here. Uh, I haven't been typing back necessarily in the uh, in the chat on this show. In, in some of the future ones, I definitely will interact more that way. I had a lot of stuff I wanted to get through in this one. Uh, but I am uh, kind of the the host, the producer, the editor, the commentator, all of it here. Uh, one guy doing all this. So uh, I want to stay on point uh, and not break too often back and forth. Otherwise, I know how stale I can be to listen to. So uh, really happy. I really appreciate everybody that tuned in. Uh, and I hope that you'll, you'll stay with me uh, for more of these. Again, this Sunday at 9 a.m. Central, Coffee with Tom will be live. That's all I have for today. So if you enjoyed the show, I'd be very grateful if you take a minute to share it with your friends and family after I uh, have uploaded it, if you're watching me live. Uh, feel free to follow and engage with me on Parlor. My handle is at the Tommy C Show. And check out my website, therealtommyc.com, for other ways to contact me, to view my original articles, to check out the Truth Verified store, or to contribute to the show through PayPal, Venmo, or Cash App, if you appreciate the commentary. Uh, I'm going to have some... Uh, membership stuff that I'm going to be starting up soon. And as I've always said, I want to keep my, my commentary, the, 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 uh, the civic lessons and things I offer. I feel it's just a duty to provide that and that kind of stuff. I will always continue to provide, but I'll probably have some exclusive content and things like that, that I'm going to put together, uh, and watch for membership opportunities to be coming up uh, down the road too. So friends, it is time for all of us to passionately take action. And we the people have a proud history of doing just that.